Weekend Rental, episode 99. We are your gaming and geek culture podcast. As always, my name is Ryan, and I'm joined by Andy. Hey. And Biff. What's going on, guys? All right. If you enjoy our content, check out the other geeky-related goodness over at geekade.com. There's podcasts on video games, movies, comics, um, and more. Geekade, uh, what's your geek? So... We are on a Byron Burn episode, so allow me to explain this to new listeners. Maybe you've not heard uh, a Byron Burn from us before. What this is is our segment uh, where we pick three games, typically for a given system. We'll play them all individually and then decide which game we would personally buy, rent, or burn. And by burn, we mean light that baby on fire. Uh, so the the console this go-round is going to be the Super Nintendo or the Super Famicom. In fact, these all happen to be games that if you're a Nintendo Switch owner and you have Switch Online, they're all available through the uh, Nintendo Switch Online Super Nintendo Collection. Uh, so the games we are going to be talking about here, which I did get the official list, so I knew what to call them because I wasn't sure on one. <laughs> uh, we played uh, Panel de Pan. Um, we played Mario's Super Picross and Super Puyo Puyo 2. Um, now, not only are all of these games available for the Super Famicom slash Super Nintendo, uh, they are also all puzzle games or puzzle related. I don't still not sure about Picross. I don't know. I'm not sure what genre that is, but um, <clears throat> should we go through these in the order that I read them? I guess no particular order. Uh, we can talk about Panel Dipon first. Uh, if you are not familiar with this game, you might be more familiar with its U.S. release, which was Tetris Attack. Um, it's a puzzle game where you're doing match three or more of a similar color. And instead of blocks dropping down a la Tetris, uh, blocks move up from the bottom of the screen and you are given the ability to slide, uh, swap places with two two of the, the cubes, I guess, at any given time. And uh, it's a race against the top of the screen to um, match them up, clear them off the screen and keep on going. Um, also has uh, this version, uh, having not played it before, but having played Tetris Attack, uh, this has got some pretty cool art, like very Japanese-y, cute anime, like cutesy stuff. Um, I don't know. What do you guys think? Well, it's Japanese, so that's <laughs> that's a start. You know, when we chose these games and we, we uh, decided to jump into them, I was like, how are we even going to explain these? Because we don't even know the actual name of the game. And, uh, and so of course a ton of text comes up and with any of, you know, any type of puzzle game, there's tutorials and things that pop up. Well, it's all in Japanese. So you have no idea what's going on. You just jump right into it. I asked Ryan to tell me, is it the, the squishy ball one? Is it the, <laughs> is it the square one or is it the Mario stone thing? And uh, so we're on the squishy. No, we're not on the squishy one. We're on the the block. The block one. The block one. Yeah. Yep. Okay. The block <laughs> no. one. Yeah. So this one is actually. So obviously the art is really cool, um, especially right when you start up the game or let the menu run a little bit. It's just really cool. 
uh very japanese like you said cutesy art stuff um i kind of forgot for some reason it just looked really good on uh you know even like the super famicom or any of those types of games that i play on my normal tv or whatever it doesn't look that good and for some reason it looked really good on the switch for some reason but this game is a mind bender for me because you're it's not tetris where you're stacking basically up and down it's left to right and that is really confusing for me to move that way and so you find yourself just focused on one side of the board sometimes and uh i think that's that was a little troubling for me i did get to level 16 i think that's a big deal on nice. easy so i got to 14 on normal so suck it Jeff. <laughs> so that means we're equivalent does it right. well you know 16 on easy 14 on normal mm. cancels itself out maybe science <laughs> can't argue with science yeah science <laughs> I know what you mean, though, because it's like it's really frustrating to not be able to move them up and down. Yeah. Like, it's just like, oh, I see a match right there. And it's hard to pull yourself away from that to find, you know, a different match or manufacture a match, you know, by moving blocks to empty spots or whatever. But it does kind of like do a good job of making you get extremely anxious as the blocks are getting to the top and then the music starts kicking in like a lot of puzzle games do when you know you're getting to the end or even like bust a move or you know bubble bobble stuff that um you know it, it can stress you out and i did find myself getting that where i get stuck yeah obsessing about why can't i just get that one there's a space in between and you're basically screwing yourself at that point, but the music's starting to ramp up and I'm like, no, 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 no. And, uh, yeah, it does a pretty good job of getting you, getting you fired up. Yeah. I like to play the middle. <clears throat> like I just try to clear the middle and then I tower the sides up and then I can just kick them down mm-hmm. and like crumble it in on itself. Um, See, you play it too smart, but I love the, I love the rhythm of this game. I love how you'll be panicking as you said the music gets crazy you're at the top and you're just looking at it and nothing makes sense and i'll have i'll have like seconds in this game where i'm like there's nothing i got no moves i got and then all of a sudden something clicks and i make like six in a row and then i'm good again and it's just weird and i think it's because you're so conditioned to like the tetris style puzzle game or the dr mario or the puyo puyo like that's so much more traditional um so kind of like wrapping your head around thinking differently in this game. I think obviously if you played it more, that would become normal, but <clears throat> yeah, it was really weird. I, I found myself uh, having a good time with it though. You kind of get in the flow and then it's, it's, it's good. It's not too challenging, but um, for a simple mechanic, they, they make it a lot of fun. I love how um, there were so many times that I would line three up. And it was completely unintentional. And majority of the time I was like, I had no idea that that was even an option or I was about to cross something out. And so most of the time it was happy accident, you know, where you're getting six in a row. I was like, nope, I just moved a block 
because I was looking at something on the right and all of a sudden I cleared a whole bunch of stuff on the left. So that's pretty satisfying. Uh, I I wish they gave you a little bit more for bigger combos. Because, you know, just stopping the clock a little bit, it helps, but not it's not very rewarding, I guess. You know what I mean? Yeah, there's no like get yourself out of a pinch sort of moment because, yeah, there's no real added benefit. It just doesn't feel the same as getting a Tetris, you know? Yeah, I agree. <clears throat> yeah, because especially when you get to those points where you've gotten like four of one color and then you like comboed two other triplets. It seems like you should get like the bottom two rows or something wiped to give you the bigger payout. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, I'd agree. It, it could use some balancing there. It is kind of nuts how, I mean, this game came out over there. It's pretty Japanese, but like they must have some sort of storyline and characters because some, like some of this stuff ended up in Smash, even you know. So really, yeah, it ended up in Smash. Uh, the flower weapon. I think is from this game. Oh, okay. That is really interesting. Yeah. Um, so fire flower. No, the, there's that, uh, flower stick that you hit people with and then the flower gets bigger and bigger on their head. It takes more damage. Oh, uh, blank on that, but I believe you. Yeah. We should translate the story. Try to understand what the heck is going on. Cause you do pick characters. You, right? you know yeah. th- th- that's mm-hmm. just really confusing to me i know there was some of the spirits or some or whatever too in this last smash too from this game i can see that so it's weird that like they ha- that's such a traditional thing over there but over here it's like uh tetris attack let's make a kirby one let's make a pokemon one and you know it's just like they just put it on other things without really making a thing i mean the same for puyo puyo but yeah, until recently. I forgot if Pokemon Puzzle League was the same thing, but yeah, yeah. you're right. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Well, I think we've covered that one pretty well. Let's move on to the next one, which is Mario's Super Picross. Um, I'm going to let Andy describe what this game is because I'm still not sure, and I know he's a fan. <laughs> Very smart. Oh, man. Very smart choice. Oh, I love Picross. It's uh, It's kind of triggers the same sort of activity like a Sudoku puzzle does or a crossword puzzle, uh, that type of logic. And for those that aren't familiar, it's like a grid. In this case, I think it's 10 by 10 for the most part. They probably get bigger. And numbers on the side and on the top, and it just tells you how many blocks you would fill in in that row. And if it's if it says a 10, you fill in all of them. If it's like a 3 and a 3, then it's a group of 3 somewhere, you know, with spaces in between. Is that what that means? So if there's two numbers, it's like if it's a two and a one, that means there's a block of two somewhere and then there's a some amount of space and there's one. Yeah. So if it's like a okay. five and a four, then you would fill in the first five and then have a space and then the last four. And you. Oh, OK. Well, now that makes a lot of in sense. In English, it makes a lot of yeah. sense. <laughs> yeah. Because I, I never wrap my head around that. I've never to be honest, I've never given it enough time to like have it click. Uh, but that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. But uh, it does it. I mean, it's pretty early for these type of games, I think, to. To really, uh, but they do a pretty good job of it because there's a lot of quality of life things of just holding down a button and just cruising down a whole column and, you know, not pressing a button on each individual thing. So you can really cruise through it if you know what you're doing. 
Um, but unfortunately, like a lot of the puzzles right away are just like kanji and or, you know, like Japanese yeah. letters. So it's like, well, OK, I can see why this didn't come over here <laughs> like right off the bat. So uh, is the whole point of these games just to figure out what the picture is? Pretty much. Yeah, that's it. Pretty much. Yeah. That's like, your reward for solving the puzzle. Yep. Yep. That's stupid. But we yeah. got Mario's across on Game Boy, Game Boy here, right? I in the think states. So yeah, I think so. Okay. Interesting, but th- it's weird that we got it there, but we didn't get it on. I wonder Super is, Nintendo. is this just a Super Game Boy rip? Maybe I don't know. Maybe who knows? I'm not sure. Um, I think a new Picross game just came out. There's like one company that yep. Nintendo owns and they just make Picross. That's all they do. <laughs> it's like, okay. Yeah, I want to say it was in the last two months. Yep. And it was released on Switch. Yep. Yeah. So I'm curious on your take on this. Like, what, what is your fascination with Picross games? This one, does it scratch that itch or is it too simple? No, it definitely is. So I think it's a really good early version of it i mean obviously they got better at it i mean if you make the same damn game over and over and over um mm. but i don't this you know they just put mario's face on it there's nothing really mario to it you know unless you go right. farther in maybe there's some other stuff but from what i saw it's not a lot of actual super mario stuff it's just one of those early put mario's face on it so it sells type thing but you know, in the DS era and the 3DS area, they made, uh, they called it 3D Picross. So it's like a 3D model of blocks that you have to spin around and do, you know, three different ways. That was definitely probably the highlight. And I don't know why they've never made another one since because they're stupid, but. <laughs> yeah, it seems like it would work on the Switch well. Yeah. I just, Touch screen. I don't know why they don't do that, but that, that one feels a lot more like, I think what this one was, this feels the like they have like a little chisel like you're supposed to be modeling whatever is coming out of it where mm-hmm. the 3d thing it was just like more of a huge chunk of like a big log that you've modeled some sort of thing out of where most regular picross is just i don't know it gets a little bit tedious after a while mm-hmm. especially when you get up to like 20 by 20s and 25 you know you and it's like five or six numbers all spaced apart. It, it just gets a little bit too much. But and re- I feel and like this game I'm an is idiot. essentially just like a race against the clock. I mean, because you're yeah. you've got a timer to complete the puzzle. Screwing up takes time off, and then if you don't get it done, you lose. But I um yeah, I've tried to play this. What I in fact I tried to play it when it came out to the service because you're always talking about how much you love Picross heard some other people talk about it so i'm like all right i'm gonna see what this thing's about and i just cannot wrap my simple little gerbil brain around how this works like i got the point you were talking about with uh when it's like a whole row makes perfect sense like i get it and then i'm looking at the other numbers and i'm like i think it means this thing and then i hit the wrong thing i'm like damn it move a block down hit the wrong thing so i just like i just can't do it and i get so frustrated that by the time I've like stumbled my way through about three puzzles, I just kind of give up after that is pretty much my experience yeah. every time. Yeah. I've never heard of, I feel like an idiot. I've never heard of this at all. <laughs> this type of game. Yeah. I've never heard of it. And so it, it was 
very confusing. It's kind of like the first time that you opened up Minesweeper. And even then, right. sometimes Minesweeper feels like a mystery to me. Yeah. <laughs> but as a kid, when you would open up Minesweeper and you'd look at it and you're like, what am I supposed to do? And you just find yourself clicking on things. That's it. And then all of a sudden you right click and find that you have a bomb of some sort or whatever it is. Um, that's how I felt with this with this game. I didn't understand the concept. I didn't understand what the numbers were. And then you throw Japanese characters everywhere. <laughs> it was extremely intimidating for me. And once I got to the point. So once you started talking about, you know, what to do and the point of it. I guess I completed one puzzle. <laughs> I clicked on some things, didn't know what happened. And all of a sudden it was like this weird line thing. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, what happened? <laughs> did I, did I like lose? <clears throat> but apparently I won and I didn't know that. So I was just looking at uh, Japanese characters apparently. Yeah. Yeah. It gives you the very like rude game over when you fail. So you'll know when you didn't win. Like super confusing. Yeah. yeah. When you get farther in, they do like like penguins and mermaids and a whole bunch of that stuff. So, and they have like pretty good animations for it once you complete it. So, so it's a little more satisfying. Yeah. Yeah. How far did you go? Uh, not too far, really, because it's it's pretty similar to most other games. I don't know what it is. Like Nintendo must own the name Picross. Because like if you Maybe. if you go on the app store and try and search it, they just call it nonograms or something like that. I don't know. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. All right. Well, let's let's move on to the last one. Super Poyu Poyu Two. Um, it's a Tetris style puzzle game. Uh, the Poyu Poyu series has since made it over to the U.S. under that name. Um, around this era, though, this would have been. On the Super Nintendo, it came over here as Kirby's Avalanche. And if you were a Genesis kid, it was Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine. Um, those were basically just reskins to sell it to uh, us dumb American yeah. kids. Get that anime play- shit out of there. We need to. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's the thing is like, I wish I could have understood more of this because, it again, very Japanese, cute little anime chibi characters. Um they're having dialogue, which I assume must be witty before like the battles. Who knows? Um, it's all well done. The intro s- scene is great. Uh, this one sucked, though, in that all the menus were 100% Japanese. The other ones were mostly a mix. So I thought I'm like, I hope I'm clicking the right thing. Um, but yeah, very, very Tetris style game. You've got shapes uh, and groupings of little blobs or jelly bean slime things that fall down. You're matching colors. Um, This is a match four game. Um, What separates it a little bit from Tetris is that the pieces kind of uh, fall off one another. So if you stack a piece on a ledge, the other half will continue down the map. Um, And it, it works on the same principles as two player Tetris where, or like a, a bubble bobble or not bubble bobble, but bust a move. Um, principle where there's always two matches on screen and you completing um, a match successfully sends um, other blocks to the opponent. Um, And this is, I will, I will say in playing this, I love this game, um, but these 
early ones like this, the computer ramp up in difficulty <laughs> goes from cakewalk to get effed. Um, and that's why I think this game and most Puyo Puyo games are really only enjoyable with another human being. And then they're only enjoyable for so long because inevitably one person gets way better than the other one. Um, my wife and I used to play the one on GameCube all the time. And she just stopped playing with me because I finally got good that I was so good that I would just like decimate her every time. And uh, she no longer found it fun, but I enjoyed it. I don't know. This is such a, you know, such a great game. I I love everything that you said, you know, when, when it comes to the visuals, you want to know what's happening or what's the dialogue you really want to know. And just that whole battle concept, you know, that's, that's just so foreign to a lot of video games that you can create a battle game with puzzles. And we've seen it with like street fighter. I think there's something very similar with a street fighter. Um, Yeah. Puzzle fighter. But there's a part that, that you just kind of like picking a character. That's a thing, even though they don't have any abilities or special things and it all relies on you playing. And the computer does a really, really good job of making you feel good. The first <laughs> level where you're like, yeah, I'm destroying this person. Level one, easy, slow pace and no big deal. And then as soon as you get to that second boss or whatever it is, it's like, oh, you figured out how to play the game. Now you're screwed. And mm-hmm. No matter what you're throwing at the computer. They're just throwing massive blocks at you, which is so frustrating. Um, so for me, the the longevity of the game isn't there when you're playing solo. Right. Because I just don't want to deal. You know, I'll give the computer a couple of times. If I can't beat it in level two the second time around, nope, I'm not going to give it another shot. So I think there's some value to playing this game with with player two for sure but uh yeah visually i think it's it's one of the better ones out of the 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 three that we have here or the other two so it's pretty cool yeah i think i think we've done mean bean machine on this i think we did on this byron burn uh before but specifically that one back in the day you know I love Sonic. It was I was greatly disappointed by what that game actually was because <laughs> it had nothing to do with anything. I, other than they, there was like some weird. It was like based off the cartoon show, which was kind of weird. But um, yeah, the Poyo Poyo. I like you guys with Picross. I just can't wrap my head around setting up combos very well in this game. And that's really what you need to do. Like, you can't just make match fours in this game because you're not going to succeed at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and that my my nephew, who's about six years younger than me, had the Genesis after me, and uh, yeah, he would destroy me at this game, and I just I would get so irritated because it was just like something that unlocks in your brain on how to play that game, and I've I've never figured it out. There's on the switch ones, there's some pretty good tutorials on how to different strategies to do it. There's like staircasing and a whole bunch of other shit, but I still can't wrap my head around getting good at this game. And (laughs) 
like you said, the difficulty ramps up crazy against the computer <clears throat> and it's pretty much impossible. Yeah. You know, and we talked a little bit about um, the other one where there wasn't much reward for a massive combo. And I feel like this game overcompensates for a massive combo <laughs> yeah. because one good, like chained event just decimates the opponent. Um, and it's, and yeah, like that level two against the computer, like we were talking about, you get there and you're like, I got this, I got this, I got this. And now my screen's full and it took him one combo to do that. And I'm effed and it just sucks. I mean, I guess it's great if you're the person who's great, but it's pretty defeating. Yep. Yeah. Well, I think it's time for verdicts. Um, I don't know. I can let Andy, you want to go first? Yeah. Which one are you going to buy? Which one are you going to rent? And which would you burn? I'm going to burn Picross or I'm going to buy Picross because okay. it, while it's probably not the top version of that type of game anymore, uh, there's, it was still really good for its age, I think. Um, but overall, if you're going to go to that, it's not like it's easily superseded by a new version because it's the same damn thing. So, but it's still Picross, and out of all these three, that would be the one that I want to play the most. Um, next would be Tetris Attack, Panel Dupon, because I I enjoy the uh, the part where you kind of like you said you look at it and you're like, oh shit, I'm about to lose, and I don't see anything, and then you're just moving shit around, just in panicking, and then you like figure out how to do like five, right? You know and you weren't even planning on it that's kind of fun and uh i'm gonna burn poyo poyo just because you you got to have the, the skills to do it and i just or the brain to figure it out and i just don't have it i hear you um biff what do you think this one's tough i i think there's a a clear winner for me but then after that it gets a little confusing. Uh, so I am going to buy Tetris Attack or whatever the Japanese is. Upon. Yep. And um, uh, it's um, yeah, that, that game, the, the playability in that is awesome. And it's one that there's enough competition, enough stress, but not too much where you can just go back and play. And see if you can't beat, you know, level 16. And there's so much satisfaction to be like, ha, made it to 17. That's pretty awesome. Uh, so that is definitely going to be my buy. After this, I'm really confused. Because um, I'm not a huge fan of Puya Puya or whatever you call it. Puya Puya. <laughs> that sounds funny. Um and pick cross. <laughs> I don't even know what's happening in that. And so I, I think, uh, I guess my rent will be booyah, 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 booyah. And, uh, like level one, that that's good. But if I rented that, I would be pissed and return it after it. And I guess that, that leaves pick cross for my burn. Cause I don't understand it, nor will I ever, try to understand it so send it to the depths of 
video game abyss. Ryan, what do you got? Um, I'm going to buy. I'm looking at this from the lens of like how we played this, right? This was a solo endeavor. I think it would change maybe if it wasn't, but I'm going to buy a panel to pawn because I can play that by myself. It's not dependent on having another person there and I'm going to get a lot of enjoyment out of it. It's a, it's a simple game, but it, the, the mechanics work well. Um, I would rent Puyo Puyo 2. I think, I think that's a better puzzle game, but I also think the real fun and joy in it is co-op and it's got to be couch co-op. And it's got to be someone who's comparable to you because otherwise, let's be honest, you're not going to get anyone to suffer through a beating um, and you're not going to sit there and take a beating either. And the the computer is just relentless. Um, So I think I think I could not continue on in that game solo. So that's got to be a rent. And then I have to burn Picross. I just I can't wrap my head around it. I'm a real moron and. The game makes me feel incredibly stupid. Um, I wish I think if it I think if it, the mechanics click, this would be a different story. But um, due to sheer stupidity, I'm going to have to burn this. So. Mario's sad. He'll be all right. He'll survive. <laughs> He'll be OK. It's not I his year ha- anymore, you know? Yeah, that's true. I do like how. Uh, that Puya Puya. I like how they really taunt you. I forgot to mention this, like right at the beginning where you're like, oh, I'm picking easy. And then it has like just three bosses and it's like, no problem. And uh, it reminds you that you're on easy and getting destroyed. Mm -hmm. It really knocks the spirit out of somebody. Damn video games. They really need to put uh, Tetris Battle Guide in on the Switch. What is that? It's a Japanese Tetris where uh, there's like little orbs all over in the Tetris blocks. If you collect the orbs, you get uh, different levels of powers that you can do on the opposite person. So like sometimes it'll flip the board and they have to do it upside down and it freezes. What is this black magic on? It's a super Famicom. Sounds cool. Well, Another Byron burning the books. Time to move on to good old topics. Um, I don't know. We did some garage sailing. I guess we we might as well kick off with that because we talked about how we were so hyped about garage sailing <laughs> last time, and then uh, some of us did. Uh, did you get any sales in, Andy? Some, not not any luck like you guys. Okay, yeah, so... And when you say you guys, definitely not um, me. It, yeah, so I've had two weekends of going out, very limited both times. The first one was that all-city massive garage sale that Biff and I went to. That was... I mean, it was smaller um, than it had been, of course. Uh, makes sense. Less people there makes sense. Um, we found no retro games other than one reseller. Is that correct? Correct. Um, but for $12, I did walk out with two Xbox one controllers, a factory sealed copy of Pokemon ultra moon and a tiger shack. Shut up and jam 
handheld thing. Um, so I done good. Like that was like, we saw things. Yeah. There were games there, we which came was kind of nice. Some. Two years uh, for that specific one, two years prior to that, there was nothing like yeah. not even a Wii game anywhere. <laughs> I think Ryan found the only game in the whole building and it was gun or whatever it was for oh the 360. Yeah. Yeah. For the 360 sealed. Which I should have sold because it's dropped in price. Right. Right. So, yeah, that was, it was cool to see the reseller. You know, he had a lot of, you know, there's 2,600, 5,200, some Game Boy stuff. Yeah, Yeah, a lot of Atari stuff. He was a guy that I scored a ton of NES stuff off years prior where I was picking up gems and expensive ones for five bucks, 10 bucks. Um, so I got a little excited that maybe he had something. I think we both kind of sprinted over there per usual, you know, elbows flying. Um, well, you, you bolted pretty quick as soon as you saw it. Like I didn't even see the guy and you're like, game some. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, it, it was cool to see, you know, garage sales stuff. You know, there yeah. was those Xbox controllers were gunky and a little dirty and, um, they had a PlayStation uh, 3 there that was gross looking. And so some of those, I don't know, that, that was kind of cool. It kind of brought it back to people's junk that we're, that we're <laughs> going through. Yeah. I do regret not buying that Game Boy camera because I've wanted one forever and he was only asking seven fifty. But I just picked it up. I'm like, I'm just going to throw this in a bin. I might turn it on once and be like, neat. And then I'm going to have to store it. And I've really started taking stock of storing crap I don't need anymore. So I I, I laughed at it. I maybe should have done it, though. I have a, There was a life lesson for at that reseller booth. There was a life lesson for a young collector that was very excited to be going through everything. And this little backpack on and um, he was taking stuff that he was interested in and like putting it under the table. Yeah, I tried it was to just grab kind of a funny. Game Boy box. <laughs> yeah. He's like, Oh at. no, no, no. That's my whole pile. And Ryan's like, if you want it, you got to buy it now. That's how this works. <laughs> Young I kids. really wanted that. It was the original Game Boy box. Cause that's, it's weird. Cause I kept all of my boxes from my Game Boys uh, games and Super Nintendo games as a kid, but I lost that Game Boy box. I'm like, I just want that on the shelf. And this little douche who was like born 10 years after the game boy snaked it out from underneath me jerk i mean he got that he got it fair and square but i'm butthurt about it nonetheless so he didn't pay for it right away i would have just grabbed him and like i'll pay full price for it (laughs) double yeah that's cool i yeah i've been out but nothing you know the, the occasional sports games here and there. And it's like, well, uh. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. And then last, so that was two week, two Saturdays ago. And then last Saturday I tried to get Biff to go with me, but he, he was big time in me. Uh, some about a job. I don't know. Um, and then <laughs> I decided I'm going to go. I found a few things like I'm going to hit some sales and I was pissed. Um, garage culture and etiquette in Fargo where we are is generally poor. And what I say by that is what I'm, what I'm saying there is 
we have a real problem with people putting signs out for garage sales and then not opening them. Yes. And it always irritates me. And I shit you not. I spent my first 90 minutes. I went to probably 10, 15 signs. Not a single sale was up. Nothing. And I was just like, F this. I about pulled the cord. I'm like, this is ridiculous. I'm pissed. I'm not going to keep doing this. And then I, uh, I just switched directions. I went to the complete other side of town, I'm like screw it. People in this area, I have no idea what they're doing. Found, started, finally started finding some sales, but I'm finding them now because I've wasted the primary time. I'm finding them at like the nine o'clock time frame. which any of you who go out there in garage sale know usually you're SOL. If you're going to find actual good quality games and, and stuff at a garage sale. It's, it's if you're not the first guy, the first hour is like you're screwed. Um, and yeah, I found nothing. I, I, it was some of the worst sales. Um, I don't even, I didn't see games at any of them. And then I was about to call it. It was about 10 30 in the morning. Usually by then what's the point? Um, and I'm like, screw it. I got to go find a mother's day gift or my wife. So I pull up to the sale. Uh, I pull up to the store. I want to go to They're not home until 10. So I'm like, okay, well I got 15 minutes to spare. I'll see if there's a, a, any garage sales here since I'm waiting. Anyway, I'm clearly not going to go home and I go to one last sale. I walk in and like, it's a, it's a dork garage sale. Like they've got a whole table full of like all this collectible Star Trek memorabilia and stuff. Um, there's a bunch of baseball cards and then there's just the usual household stuff. And then I see games. So I'm like, okay, well I'm going to go over there. Big stack of Wii games. It's every just dance game ever for the Wii. I'm like, okay, that's crap. Big I would have been interested. Big pile of 360 games. I'm going through them. Literally everyone is a call of duty. It's every call of duty ever. And then I look down, I'm like, this is, I'm like, great. Another disappointment. I look down, there's one PS2 game. So I pull the 360 game off of that to see what it is. It's Klonoa 2. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm like, and then I'm, and I immediately open it. I'm like, no way this game's in here. Or if it is, it's roached, right? Mint. And then underneath that, two PSP games. What two PSP games? Oh, I don't know. Ease 7. And Final Fantasy Tactics, uh, The Lion Wars. So, like, you know, I, I don't claim to be an expert, but I, I have a general inkling on, like, what's worth more or not. So, like, I know I'm doing good because they've got these priced at $2 each. I'm like, okay, I'm going to do good. I'm going to do good on this. And um, and then I got him to throw in a 45 record of Asia's Heat of the Moment. I got that for free. Yes, that was the icing on the cake. And then I bought the Dragon Ball Evolution movie for a dollar. Oh, um, and you then I did bad on that one. Yeah, I know. I've heard <laughs> it's awful, but I'm like, I just need to see it. I need to know. Uh, and I get out to my car. I'm like, OK, you know, I'm thinking in my head. I'm like, I'm, this is probably about 100 bucks, right? Like I'm a, realistically. And then I look up Klonoa 2 first and I'm like, holy crap, this game's one hundred and five dollars complete. And then I'm like, well, ease is going to be worth something like, wow, this is like a $67 game complete. (laughs) And then I was like, okay, we did good. And then it turns out, uh, the, the final fantasy tactics, I would have expected to be higher, but that's about a $25 game. Um, so yeah, like I was just like, that's probably top three, like pick up to value 
finds I've ever had at a garage sale. It was just unbelievable. Only sale I found games at. Clearly the person had good taste. Um, and I could not believe that no one had gotten there before me and grabbed them. It was unbelievable. So what's strange is that's amazing. Yeah, that's it's crazy. And it's strange that, you know, like you said, we just dance Call of Duty. You think those aren't the games that would ever be right sitting there with that collection, you know? And that's probably why that person had no idea what they were worth, right? Yeah. Because clearly they're 99.9% a casual gamer. So they probably didn't realize the value, but um, yeah. So I was like, cool. You know, and we talked last time how well I want to focus my collection anyway. So I'm just going to use this stuff to um, sell and buy the stuff I want. In fact, I already sold um, a bro price. Um, I sold uh, Ease to Retro Rob. He was interested. So I, was I don't like, know I'm that s- game. Is that YS? The <laughs> yes, YS it's, game? It's, it's the Wise game. Yep. Yeah. Um, YS game. So I shipped that off to him and then I've got the other stuff listed. I'm going to keep Klonoa too for now only because I really like the Klonoa games and I never did play through that one. Um, so I'm going to play through it and then I'll decide if I want to hang on to that. I honestly, I almost, there's almost no harm in keeping it. Cause I assume that price is only going to go up. Well, I so mean, we'll see. It would stay the same as like Klonoa one, which has never gone down. So I would, yeah. I would imagine it only goes up if, you know, yep. Yeah, so beyond excited. Um, and past the prime time of yeah. garage sailing. So that's, yeah, that gives so, me hope that there's stuff out there somewhere. Yeah, yeah, I got a couple comments like that on Facebook or on Twitter too. People are like, oh, you give me hope. I'm like, hey, I was striking out hardcore. Like, I'm just as shocked at this at anybody, as anybody. But yeah, I'm fully, fully amped up now. I'm going to. That's awesome. I think I'm gonna have to take a couple half days on Fridays too, and really hit those lunch because those noon, eleven to noon, man, those are always the winners. I'm wide open. Okay, okay. Well, I got four hours PTO. I can throw around. We'll see what happens. I don't think I got any meetings this Friday either. So, yeah, I'm the guy out cruising Thursdays beating you. He's knocking on doors. They don't even have signs. He's knocking on doors. The Thursday market is killing me. Makes me jealous that you can get out there and get those. It's kind of ridiculous, though, that, like you said, like nine o'clock on Saturday, half the people having them are like, why are we even doing this anymore? We sold everything, you know? Mm hmm. Yeah. It's, and that's probably why I went to so many non sales, right? They're like, well, we cleared everything out last night. So yeah. 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 So I'm, I'm genuinely excited. I'd really, you know, I didn't spend a lot of time on it and I came out ahead and had a good time and got a good story out of it. So hopefully that continues. I did not ask though. Like I used to be way more aggressive on the, yeah, you have this. No. What about this and this? That, no. Like what about no? And then they get pissed, but you know, <laughs> Now you just don't even try. You just walk up the table, nothing, turn around, walk out. Well, I can't say that it's ever worked. I, I, I can't say that anyone's ever pulled out something after I've said that. They've told me they've sold it, which sucks. That's worse. Uh, yeah, I but, don't want to know that. Yeah. Or I did have the person who I bought Duck Hunt from one time. I was like, do you have any other Nintendo games? Oh, yeah, I got a whole box in the house, but I'm keeping those. I'm like, oh, I hate you. Okay. Sometimes you get a phone number and then you never... Or, you know, they t- yeah. get your phone number and they never call back either. I've never gotten a call back. Yeah. I need to, tw- I need to change that up and just start getting people's phone numbers. 
for me to call them and yeah. just bug the hell out of them. Yeah. So this brings me up to an interesting topic that I've been kind of curious about. So obviously, you know, garage sailing now's the time to be hunting for your collection and growing your collection. So I got a young, young boy that is starting to get the itch to collect. And uh, so my son has, has approached me and said, Hey, I'd like to start collecting video games because my collection's not good enough. He wants to do his own collection of video games. He doesn't know what he wants to collect yet, but he's like, you know, I just, you know, maybe I want all of the Xbox one games. <laughs> and I'm like, Oh <laughs> no, that, that'd be no, a cheap collection. You. Most of them are like five bucks or less. So that would be Go a cheap it. collection. So, you know, We've all collected for quite some time and we know the pains that go into it and the money that goes into it and all of those things. Do I promote it or do I say, just enjoy what's down here? Or do I let him start filling the shelves? Mm, I'd say you could let him get some of his own stuff. I would say my, my recommendation would be to start him on just what he, cause he's got the light, right? Like let him build his own little nest of switch games. Right. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you don't need two rooms that are overflowing with games. Or um, do I? <laughs> well, does he have his own money? I guess then is that, Oh heck no. This is, well, this then, no, is shut dad's him down. money. Yeah. I always kind of tell my he needs son. He's a I'm J-O-B, like, but he's not yeah. getting that because he's eight. <laughs> I always tell my son, like, you don't need a collection. Like, I'm, dad's going to buy you the game that you want the day that it comes <laughs> out anyway. So you're golden. Yeah. Like, there's no point. Like, I've never said no to a game he's held up to me. So Yeah. yeah I mean, it'd be fun to have a partner in crime, though, right? Well, y- yes. Yeah. And this is where it's so weird. I just don't see value in the things that he's interested in, which sounds awful because he looks at my collection and he's like, I wonder if I could trade this for (laughs) some kind of whatever, because he's he's getting into that. You know, we used to do that with baseball cards and trading back and forth. And so sometimes I catch him looking at things, even in his room, like I could could maybe trade this and so i am a little concerned that my shelves will be wiped out at some point he'll be trading with ryan ryan will be like hey i got this fifa game but i'm gonna need all of those nes games uh, yeah i loved how your son was trying to get me to negotiate like uh sports game bundles for him at that one swap meet oh gosh like, well here's the price and they're looking at me like i'm gonna hand over the cash i'm like oh i'm not his dad like i'll like, i'll set I'm up the deal and we're gonna go we're gonna go and get that guy's wallet open worked oh, out well man. for your son yeah he kept on coming up to me he's like hey dad i need, I need 10 bucks i need uh five <laughs> bucks and then we'd give him money and he just comes back with like fifa over and over and over again and madden whatever that was great. Oh, that drives me nuts. So you think, let them go nuts. Well, it's, I mean, nuts, maybe not, but encourage. I don't think there's anything wrong with encouraging it, right? To a certain extent. Yeah. It's a little bit like we do our collections 
because it's driven off nostalgia, right? Right. Like I don't view anything newer as a collection. Like I don't, I guess you could be a switch collector. I don't know, maybe, but ah, that's, it's a little bit tough because, you know, it's then more in the realm of like baseball cards where you're just a fan of what's ever's going on currently. Right. Right. So that would get yeah. pretty expensive if he's collecting that way. Yes. Plus it's hard too, especially like if he gets into collecting good stuff, cause we all know that kids, maybe, maybe it's not true for, everyone but my kids at least suck at taking care of things um so i would be as someone who spends a lot of time curating my collection i would be kind of pissed to walk into my kids room and see like stuff just strewn all over the place um and my son has had a habit of damaging games that i've let him play and keep in his room um so i don't know that might be another sticking point like my Kirby collection for the Wii just got destroyed. Um, and that is not a cheap game. So, yeah. Yeah. My yeah. son's been kind of getting into Pokemon cards, <clears throat> which is exactly the wrong time to be doing that, apparently. Yeah. Don't do um, it. Or the right time if he gets a good one. Yeah, I guess. But, uh, but yeah, he kind of has that mentality of like, oh, I, this is a special one. I want to put this in this and this. But at the same time, he'll like, bend it in half you know like well so it's, <laughs> it doesn't fit in this yeah. case dad <laughs> yeah. he just licks it and slaps it to the wall there <laughs> decoration yeah which is funny because i yeah. mean i was into that when i was a kid because that craze hit right at the exact time and my parents were basically saying you know you're wasting your time this isn't a collectible thing it's just it's just garbage you're throwing your money away and for the longest time I was like, yeah, it pretty much did. And now you look at it and it's like, mm, okay, well, I guess people are stupid enough to buy this stuff after the fact. But. So do you still have your original cards? Like, do you have like, you making yeah. some bank on that now? I, I, I haven't gone through everything to see what's all in there yet still, but it's, okay. uh, it's all there. Good for you. Yeah. I, speaking of, uh, kids and collections and, um, so my son does have a little bit of a collection. He's got a switch light i he's i basically gave him my 3ds um and let him build his own collection on that because i just never played it and uh we we went to go leave town the other day and he wanted to play breath of the wild he does not own breath of the wild he carries around my copy of breath of the wild and um we uh could not find it i've in my entire life i've lost two video games ever one was because my parents bought my sister a play it loud game boy, but no games and said that she could borrow all of mine. She took my precious super Mario land and somehow lost that. And now the second game I've ever lost is my son taking my copy of breath of the wild and losing it. Um, so we had a nice discussion about that. He may or may not have cried. Um, I may or may not have gotten really mad. And then we just, we never did find it. We went through everything, went through all of it. Um, you know, and then I was getting more and more mad because I'm realizing he's switching games out in my cases. Like, so stuff's not matching mm -hmm. up. Like you're trying to mm -hmm. find, you're trying to follow the breadcrumbs, but 
he just lost it. He, he puts a bunch of loose games into his Switch Lite case and then throws that thing all over the place, doesn't take care of it. We've got two cats. I'm sure it hit the ground. The cats probably slapped it God knows where. Um, so, yeah, anyway, I thought I'd take that time um, and kind of teach him a little bit of, le- of lesson. I was like, you were buying dad a new copy. I mean, I already, I played through it on the Wii U. I only have the Switch version because it was on sale. Right? I was like, you're going to buy dad a new copy. Um, I was like, you should have gone to your college fund, but you made poor life choices. I don't know if you can afford college now, uh, but you're going to buy dad a new <laughs> copy. <laughs> and, uh, anyway, so he goes into his room, you know, he gets like, I don't know if we, we probably just haven't deposited some like birthday money or something. So he had, he had the money, um, in his wallet. We generally deposit that into their savings though. Um, anyway, it gives me the 60 bucks. So then I do, you know, I try to do like the good parenting thing and explain to him, you know, cause to him, if he doesn't care, it's just whatever money. So I'm trying to explain to him, I'm like, dude, if you had a job, this is how long you would have to work to get this money. And then he just stands there and he looks at me. He's like, I got more money. I'm like, but you won't forever. He's like, yeah, teeth. I'll just sell teeth. <laughs> Cause he gets money from the that. tooth fairy. I'm like, dude, eventually you're going to run out of teeth. He's like, no, I'll just, I'll just sell teeth. And he just walks out of the room. I'm like, <laughs> I have completely failed to get through to him at all. Um, so whatever. I love that. He's going to be uh, robbing teeth and selling them to us, I guess, until he moves out. And I got my copy of Breath of the Wild back. So. Maybe he'll be I a dentist know. and prove you wrong. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I hope I could retire off of him being a dentist, I guess. Yeah. So that was fun. Yeah. To be fair, we never had games that small either, which. See. Yeah, that's a fair point. My wife tried to make that point and I just dismissed it. Yeah. It's like, no, he's a little turd. He shouldn't have lost my game. But yeah, <laughs> it is uber tiny. That's fair. <sighs> Good stuff. I definitely, I don't know if I've ever lost a game, probably like during trades and shit like that, where you trade with somebody or you let them borrow it and then they never give it back and you forget about it or something. I don't yeah. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I think that experience with the Game Boy happened so early with me, and my sister, that I just never let people borrow games after that. Because, uh, yeah, couldn't do it. Couldn't justify it. Yeah. Um, I see um, Andy has maybe seen the greatest cinematic experience of 2021. Is that, is that accurate? I, I don't think it's going to win any awards. Uh, not even like a Razzie. Oh, uh, maybe, I don't know. It's not, it's not bad either. It's, we're talking about mortal Kombat, Of course. Uh, you gotta scream it. Yeah. What's the theme song there? yeah they it was did, retooled i heard they right? did like, like a slowed down okay. version of it what yeah. a dramatic scene Dun. it kind of builds up to it Dun. a little bit i mean obviously in the credits it kind of had the more of it but mortal Kombat. yeah uh it's it's okay i th- i still think i like the original better but uh this this just seems, I don't know, they could have done more, I think, with 
an R-rated version. I heard there was a lot of, because it was R-rated, I heard there was a lot of focus on like the fatalities and the gore. Is that accurate? There's a few of them, yes. Um, But they don't definitely go out of their way. Like you would think every fight would end in a fatality, but it kind of doesn't. There's just maybe a few. Mm. Um, But yeah, I don't know. It all focuses on a character, which I'm not familiar with. It's like Cole Young or something. And maybe he's in the new ones. I haven't played any of the new ones. So I've heard he's non game related. They brought in like somebody just completely neutral to be the main character. Okay. But he's just, he's like the descendant of Scorpion basically. And yeah, that's yeah. And it was like a whole other thing that just doesn't need to be in a movie. That's about fighting. Like, that's why I love the original so much. <laughs> Cause it's just like, Here's the characters, they're going to an island and they're going to beat the shit out of each other. And that's pretty much what that movie was, you know? <laughs> that's all you need. Right. But. Give your thumbs a break and just watch it on TV. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So did you see this in the theater or was it on like HBO or something? Yeah, it's on HBO. So. Okay. Till the 23rd, I think. So you think this is probably like number two, like behind the first one? Yeah. The first one's still better. Because I mean, like the second one was awful. Oh yeah, the second one is it's funny for how bad it is. It's funny bad, yeah. I don't know. I've heard there's like some other stuff out there that I've never seen that's pretty good, but mm. but as far as the mainline movies, yeah. So if you're a fan of the if you're aware of the source materials, it, it I assume it's worth a watch at that point then. Maybe not for somebody who's not familiar at all. Yeah, I mean they definitely do the I mean you're going to say you're going to hear get over here and fatality and you know flawless and all that stuff like they definitely do a lot of that but okay i did hear somebody else talking about it and they said the get over here thing was funny because that character only spoke like japanese except for that phrase is in english (laughs) yeah is that true yeah but he did (laughs) but he was in hell for many years so maybe he picked up english along the way okay yeah that makes that makes sense (laughs) i like it I, uh, so I got a movie story too. So I haven't told too many people this cause I haven't wanted to lose my opportunity to get the tickets. Maybe people aren't clamoring for them, but I found out that in the lead up for fast and furious nine, they're doing quote unquote 900. Fat, yeah, I think right. it, it is. <laughs> so they're doing this quote unquote fast Fridays where they're nationally screening the old movies every Friday in order sequentially leading up to the new film mm. and the tickets are free. You just have to be first come first serve. They go, they become available the one week prior. Um, so I was like, whatever free movie, I'll do this. Um, so I got, I've got tickets this week already to go see number two, but last week we got to go see the fast and the furious one. And I got four tickets and then I'm like trying to remember it. Cause it's been so long since I've seen this movie. I was like, I know it's PG 13, but I'm like, how far did it go? Cause I'm taking my whole family. And, uh, the answer is just enough to make it like, almost like I'm going to have to cover my kid's eyes and like feel guilty about bringing them here, but not quite. There was a couple scenes like early on. I was trying to think what, what so, was in there. So there's a scene right away in that first race where the chick comes up to one of the racers is like, see these baby, these are yours. Like has it like puts his hands on her tits and she's like, and if you win this race, she's also yours. I was like, oh, God, this is so bad. 
And then there's like a scene with Dom and, and uh, writers like, I can't wait to get my license. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then there's a scene with Dom and his girlfriend where it's like getting to the point where it's like cutting in and out with his montage and they're grinding on the couch a little bit. It doesn't really get further than that. Um, so yeah, that's what I mean to where I was like, just, I, I, they've probably seen worse stuff on TV and passing. Right. I'm guessing. And then there are some people getting shot, uh, which is maybe not great, but again, I don't know. I don't think I screwed them up too bad. They both actually came out of it. Super jazz. They loved the movie, uh, for some reason. And my kids are not like into cars or anything. So I was kind of surprised by that. So yeah, they're all pumped to go see the second one now. And were they yelling at you to like, drive fast on the way home and <laughs> no they were not drift were drift not. dad drift yeah i was surprised at how much they picked up on it too like i, I wasn't sure if they were going to get the whole like undercover cop thing and like how that worked but yeah i, I don't know i suppose what's my son, the second one is it is it when's the tokyo that's three tokyo drift happened that's yep. three okay and i don't think i've seen i think i maybe saw parts of four and parts of five but i don't think i've seen anything after i've only seen that. one like number one. That's yeah. all I've seen. Which is after three, it gets insane yeah. because then it's like Hollywood, Michael Bay explosion, like super unrealistic could never happen in a million years. It's, it goes off the rails. Yeah. Like in the, in like the last few ones, they'll have like one second of a girl by a car and be like, well, we have to put it in here because that's what it's supposed to be. But like, that's pretty much what the half that first movie was, was the, yeah. you know, the scene the racing scene basically yep yeah and it's great too because they don't show any uh trailers there's just like a little promo for the new one which oh my gosh <laughs> what a diarrhea trailer for that literally dom drives off of a cliff but manages to catch a cable and pinches it under the wheel of his car because two helicopters are chasing him. He then Tarzans the entire car around a mountain, flips it over onto like a cliff ledge, rolls it, and then they just stop perfectly on this ledge. And then he drives And then off. the helicopters. Yeah. The hel- no, no, they don't drive off, but the helicopter's oh. like, eh, car disappeared. And, I, and I'm just <laughs> watching that. And I'm like, that is the dumbest 10 seconds of footage I've ever seen in my life. But that can't happen. Do you think there are diehard Fast and the Furious people out there? They keep making them. I, th- I heard that they're going to uh, allow them to do 12. They're going to cap it at 12. That means there's four movies yet. 12 Fast and the Furious. <laughs> it's going to be like the longest series. I'm sure. But like, how do you one up every one of them? Like, that's the thing. I know. Yeah. And after Paul Walker, too. Like, yeah. it's amazing that it continue. Like, I could see you had to continue the partially completed one, but it's, it's funny that it just continued to go. Have you guys seen the Hobbs and Shaw spinoff thing? Mm-mm. That is no, heard it that is was awful. Bad. At the end, it turns yeah. into like a, I, I don't even know how to describe it. It's not nothing that you would ever expect from that type of movie. It's, it's like a tribal warfare in like uh, some Hawaiian Island. Okay. So I'm trying to get, you're going to have to catch me up on like who Hobbs and Shaw are in that universe. Is that the rock and the Jason Statham guy? Okay. When, when did Jason Statham get in those movies? <sighs> so he killed Han in the third one at the end of the third one. 
It's so did, I, I, think, I don't I don't remember this. I think the fourth one, then they were after him. He was the bad guy. And then somewhere along the line, he joined the team and be, was kind of one of the good guys then. But that, that's kind of how it happens, right? Like your enemy is now you're like your ally in those movies. Yep. I, I did have to laugh out loud, though, at that theater when they're setting up the intro to Fast and the Furious. And it's just uh, a pan of like a truck. And then it's just nothing but uh 13 inch Panasonic TV tube television VCR combos. And then they close the door and the guy's like, we got the good stuff coming in. I'm like, oh, my gosh, that's like hilarious. That was cutting edge technology. And that's what they were stealing, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they were stealing VCR combo tube televisions. And <laughs> <laughs> it's all, all Panasonic, too. I think there were some DVD players, which would have been worth money back yeah. then. But yeah, it's just like, wow, I wonder how much Panasonic paid to have like a truckload of their crap everywhere. Good stuff. So, yeah, I'll have to see how long I can keep getting tickets. Eventually, I will be going on summer vacation. And I'll have to miss at least one of them, but I'm not going to not go to a free movie. You know what I mean? Plus it's great because they're still in like COVID mode. So you go to the theater and there's like five people in there hmm. and everyone has to be spaced like so many seats apart. It's great. I really hope they do that for RV, that RV series. <laughs> I want to go see that. Yeah. Yeah. For <clears throat> they, free. That's another one that they continued on after the main character died too. So, you know, I get tired of watching it on TBS. Mm. So <laughs> here you Commercials suck. I want to get that theater experience with RV. Like it. I like it. Yeah. Well, going from some fun news to some super sad news. Um, I don't know how much Biff will weigh in on this topic, but Andy and I just kind of had our worlds rocked uh, yesterday in that we're both massive supporters and fans of giant bomb and a lot of the people that work there. And in particular, I think we're both incredibly huge fans of the beast cast podcast, which is easily my favorite podcast. And I don't think I've missed an episode of that minus some of the weird board game ones they do around the holidays mm, yeah. um, in, in years. Um, so I started seeing it on Twitter and was confused as what was going on. And, and that website runs uh, their, they record their podcasts on Twitch. Um, and it was announced at the top of the newest Bombcast episode that Vinny, um, Brad, and um, Alex. Who's, Alex, there you go. Yeah, uh, we're all leaving. They were, they were all on the Bombcast together, had given their notices. Um, Friday's their last day. So we'll get one more beast cast, but just kind of out of nowhere. And then, and then Jeff Gersman isn't leaving. He's going to stick with whatever giant bomb becomes, but I just, that is giant bomb. Those people, Mm -hmm. that's the whole thing is the personalities there. I don't know what's left. Yeah. And they were just recently bought in the last year to a new company. So it's, it's really strange that a company would come in buy that and then not know that the the entire value essentially maybe just walked out the door, you know? (laughs) 
Right. And like, I was really amped for it because, you know, they had announced, was it a couple of episodes back in the beast cast that Jeff Bacalar had left CNN to focus more on the game side. So I was like, Oh great. They're pulling him in like full time, not yeah. just contributing to the podcast. I was like new stuff. This is going to be great. And then hey, he's still there, but it's going to be Jeff and Jeff Gersman and Jeff Bacalar and whatever the hell. Jan and I don't, I like, Jason who yeah. don't do much. And it sucks because like they just announced like that will be the last beast cast. So like they're obviously the bomb cast is going to continue on, but it sucks that they're just like folding. Arguably. I mean, I think it's their best podcast. I like both podcasts. I listen to them both, but the beast cast was like, I don't know. It's weird because obviously we do a podcast and I don't know how we come off to people, but like, I've been listening to that podcast so long and those people are so relatable and the way they riff off of each other, you get to know those dynamics. It's, it is almost like you're saying goodbye to your friends. Cause it's just like those dudes were there every week and you know, their banter and their input. And I don't know, like I, I got super bummed out by that. And then I was almost choking up when Vinny was tearing up near the end of that episode. And I don't know. Yeah. Um, I mean, they've, those guys have been working together for damn near 20 years, you know, it's just mm-hmm. nuts to, to, I mean, it's tough to, I'm sure something will come out about what actually happened. There had to be something, some sort of disagreement that, that a majority of staff like that would, you know, walk out the same day. Yeah. Um, and maybe by the time this podcast comes, there might be, who knows what, what is said and what the others maybe were doing. Yeah. I mean, it, it seemed amicable at least between everyone there, you know, even with Jeff, I mean, nobody was at odds. Um, so, you know, that was good to see, but it, it is odd too. Cause like you said, they've been around forever. Like a lot of those people started at GameSpot back in the day. And then Jeff was, you know, famously fired for not giving a good review to somebody who paid to put banner ads. Um, and they, he started whatever giant bomb is and, like it's, it's crazy. Cause they're like some of the most respected people and veterans like in that world, like the amount of people that will come and talk to them at their press conferences at E3 was like, nobody else in the industry got that kind of respect or coverage from yep. VPs, execs, developers. So like, it's more than just like sad for us as fans. Like it, that was like, I don't know. They, they were so well respected among their peers in the industry that, like it's an end of an era. And yeah, it feels like a death of that style of coverage, right? Because, mm-hmm. I mean, well, to on one side, the E3 is over too, you know? Like that's right. not a thing anymore. Um, and even the last year, their quick looks and all that type of in-studio content has, it was not there. And I honestly, their quality is kind of diminished or their maybe their quantity. They haven't put enough stuff out compared to what they yeah. used to do. Um. But overall, it's just it's just a big bummer because it sure sounds like there's going to be a massive retool of what Giant Bomb is and what it what they're planning on to be. And you could probably safely assume it's just going to be Twitch streaming and all that garbage and a podcast. Yeah, but... right. Um, so it's a bummer. Uh, it's tough to say, you know, like what everybody's doing or what they're going to do, but it's it doesn't seem like it's just going to be a, those three go do their own thing. You know, I think they're, they're all 
going to go do their own, you know? Yeah. Yeah. They all very much sounded like not only were they walking away from, you know, the project that they loved, but they were probably walking out of the industry as well, at least games media. Yeah. So yeah, that was kind of, that was some funny dialogue too, when they were talking about that and they're like, <laughs> no one is meant to have stayed in games media this long. Like we've overstayed our welcome. Like when I started this, I was 28 and I had no children. Now I'm 42. Like, where do I go? Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. I, I mean, I'm, I'm hopeful for all those guys. Like I, I just want to see him continue to like have a presence to some extent in some of it. I mean, I would love to still, you know, I don't know. I don't, I, but it really does sound like maybe they won't be doing content. And I, I, I like Jeff uh, Gersman. I mean, I have a lot of respect for the guy and I like the stuff he does, but he wasn't my favorite part of the bomb, you know, bomb cast. I, yeah. I really did like the dynamic that, you know, Vinny, Alex and um, uh, Jeff Bacalar had. And I mean, I, I liked all of it too. And Brian's great, but, or Brad, but I don't know. Like, I don't know that there's enough to keep me interested in, what might come out of giant bomb now when three quarters of it just left. Right. Well, and it's, it's because we relate to the ages of those people as well. You know, it's just like how this podcast is a lot of, you know, dad cast. Like if mm -hmm. they turn that into just all younger people, you know, Twitch streamers and stuff, you just lose <laughs> everybody that probably related to everybody else too. Yeah. I mean, but to your point, like, it almost has to morph because it was kind of, it was clear in the last couple of years that that model that they loosely threw to, I don't know that they really ever understood their model, but it was not going to continue to work. Um, I feel like, you know, yeah, not on a corporate level, like they kind of grew to be, you know, at some mm -hmm. point. Yeah, you're not like the scrappy little subscription-based startup. Like you're now owned by CNN. Well, not was it CBS? That's yeah, CBS sold them this last year. Now it's Red Red Ventures. Yeah. Some, Red Ventures. Yes, there you go. Yeah. So I don't know. They'll be missed. I'm I'm still sad, kind of confused by it, but hopefully, good things come out of it. So what's the what's the podcast replacement? You think? I don't think I can replace that. Yeah. I mean, I, I still have the few that I listen to religiously. I still listen to Bombcast. Bombcast, it will, depending on like how much time I had, I guess that will just take the slot of Beastcast. But because I, I was always Beastcast, um, Stone Age Gamer. And then after that, everything was sort of like up in the air as to when I would get to it. But mm -hmm. I don't know. Maybe, maybe people out there, if, if, uh, You've got friends who don't listen to podcasts or need a beast cast replacement. If you want a really poor substitute, you can, <laughs> you can tell them about this weekend rental thing that we do, but we're also very cynical about pretty much everything. Yes. But luckily we're not going to walk out because we don't get paid. <laughs> so jokes on you. Wait, we don't get paid. Oh, sorry. I didn't tell you this. Oh, mm. Probably should have asked before you got like 60 episodes in. Yeah. All right. I'm fine. Okay. But we do, I'm we in. do have contracts that you have to stick to. We do. Mm, tattooed on our backs, actually. Mm -hmm. 
in a certain area. Some might call them tramp stamps, but we call them contracts. My client's so. stretched out so much. It's kind of <laughs> even lower than that. Mine's a taint stain. <laughs> uh, you should go get that checked out. Well, while, why the, I mean, the, the podcast kind of, the level went down a little bit here. A little somber. So, yeah. If, so if you guys don't mind, I'd like to dig the hole even deeper. Oh yeah, let's <laughs> get real go. dark. Let's, go. Hold on, let me get, um, let me find my box of razors here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we're just gonna take this to a really sad place. Uh, Ryan and Andy lost their podcast, and I am losing the last piece of my childhood. So that's your virginity. That's really fun. Well, congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> High five. High five. <laughs> Finally figured out what that was. Um, so <laughs> that's hilarious. So I've been hanging on to my G.I. Joe collection for a very long time. I mean, it's all from my childhood. The older I got being, you know, in those teenage 20s, I, I would pull them out maybe two, three times a year, just kind of check them out. Now, the older I got, I see them maybe once every two years or so where I'm moving boxes and I'm like, oh, what's this? Oh, my G.I. Joe's. And I'll kind of like take them out. I thought my son would be really excited about them and he doesn't really care for for them. Um, It's not like he's always asking, hey, I want to play with the GI Joes. And so I know he's not really interested in them. They're taking up space. I have three giant bins of the GI Joes. So I have the command center. So the big base, um, I can't remember what this giant cannon thing pulled by two vehicles and a lot of vehicles, a lot of guys, a lot of accessories. You know, that that was what I loved as a kid, that Ninja Turtles. I actually remember as a kid going up to our attic, which was really creepy. And we had these like giant U-Haul clothes boxes, the like the ones that you would hang in a box. Do you guys ever remember those? Uh, if, like you'd actually hang clothes in this moving box instead of just piling them in like we do now. And for some reason, I looked in it and found boxes of G.I. Joe's like new, you know, vehicles and stuff like that, that my parents bought me for Christmases and birthdays. (laughs) And they just would store them in there and then they'd pull them out, wrap it up. So they must have gotten into some money at one point or whatever and pick some things up. And I remember coming down with these toys like oh my gosh i can't believe i found gi joe's and like i acted like my parents never knew what an attic was i was like it was up in the room and <laughs> i looked into you it was like treasure to me you know where you found something that someone must have left this stuff in the house before we moved in or whatever and so I got to bring everything down and my parents, you could see their eyes like, <laughs> oh, like, what do we do? 
And I remember them saying, you know, no, no, those are for a toy drive. And like, we were giving them away. And then, you know, oh, like get really, really sad. And then it, I forgot about them and it didn't click as I was like Christmases and birthdays still like opening up G.I. <laughs> Joe's like, how'd you know I wanted this? I feel like I've seen this before. Um, and so I, I've made the decision to part with them, which has been kind of a hard thing to chew on, but they're not displayed. Nobody plays with them. And so I've had a couple of collectors take a look and they're actually worth a lot of money. I didn't even know that. I I don't follow the values or, or anything like that. I mean, they were talking that just the command center alone is like $500. Holy crap. And um, yeah, it, it, when you have all the parts and pieces and for for the right person. And, you know, so I have some of those bigger items, which is just so strange. Um, and so I've made the decision to part with them. However, you know, they say they're coming over. They never show up. The, you know, they're they're busy. I'll, I'll be there next week. And so I've kind of been hanging on to these bins where I'm like, I got to get these. Got to get them out or else they're just, you know, right back into storage. Because you're going to sell years them from all now. To I'm going to start all over again. You're going to sell them out of these collectors or resellers like in one. Dump? Yep. Is they're going to the take it all. Yeah. Yep. That's smart. Yeah, I don't I you know, I don't even know how you look up the values to say, well, what's this guy worth? There's you know, just like Nintendo games. Uh, yeah, I was gonna you say know, I like how you're confused are, by how you could possibly find the values of nostalgic toys right, when you're you a know collector. What I mean, but there there's so many like a Nintendo game is a Nintendo game. You know what it is, you see the label, mm-hmm. you see the condition. With the guys, they have their certain accessories that were with them. And some of these guns are tiny. And you're like, does he have this? And it's really even more so than like the video games. It's very condition based. And so I don't know, like, what's good condition? What's bad condition? I got a whole bunch of purple hearts in a bag that their legs are off. Their body torsos are ripped off. And I'm like these aren't worth squat. I'm going to go throw them away. And the guys are like, no, 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 no. Those are worth some money too. They're just not as valuable, but people need these parts and pieces and innards of whatever these purple heart guys are. Is that offensive? If I say purple hearts, maybe I don't know. It's really sure, but um, I'm going with it. You know what? They served our country. They served my play area. That sounds really bad. They are injured and they're ready to be honorably discharged. Basically, <laughs> they're ready to to go to a better place. <laughs> and so I I've now made that decision to to part with everything. It's a little little tough to think about, but that's that's the last thing that I've had from my childhood. So at least send it in a way. At least you're getting some cash off of it. I've always regretted. I had my entire G.I. Joe collection at a garage sale when I was in high school. And um, then, like, the neighbor kid came over and I was like, nah, man, just take them. And, like, I had some good stuff. Like, I had some sweet Cobra choppers and, like, vehicles and just gave it away. Yeah. It won't go away until they put cash in my hand. So, yeah. Um, I'll just 
sit and wait for a little bit longer. Well, you need cash for that monstrosity you've been building, right? Ugh. The beast. The beast. The arcade update. Are you guys ready for this? I don't know. Have you added a room to it? (laughs) (laughs) I added a 12 by 12 room. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, The 50 50 inch screen wasn't big enough. So I put a movie theater on the side. Um, So last time we talked, we were talking about putting a bench in. Um, My mom was going to upholster it and put it together. And well, someone was going to do it before her. They got busy, so then it went to my mother, who actually knows how to sew. I don't know how to do that kind of stuff. She got busy, and so she's like, I just don't know if I'm going to have some time to do that, which stinks because I'm getting tired of sitting on a wood bench. My butt hurts. And so I started thinking, what could I do to make it work? And I found, uh, like, tractor seats. They're not like actual what? like the metal tractor seats, but they're like like lawnmower seats, and they're adjustable and they slide forward and back, and they got a back to them. And um, so I picked up a couple of those. Those showed up today. They looked sweet, and uh, so those are almost installed and done. I got to put one more button in because I realized that Darius burst. I need one more button for player two so they can continue or else you have to be really good and make it through with no deaths. Uh, so that's, that's about it. I think I got maybe, I don't know, a couple hours of work left and it's done. I mean, it's already playable and a lot of fun, but still waiting for you guys to check it out. This so. tractor seat thing sounds weird. I'm not sure that I can picture this. You know what? Build a bridge and get over it. It's beautiful. <laughs> I don't, I don't even think I really aggressive. Wow, that should be um, a t-shirt. I, I wanted the bench, <clears throat> but I just, I don't know. I, I, the materials and having someone actually do it, I'm kind of tired of waiting. So, um, you know, someday that can always change. So I bolted in those seats and they're actually pretty comfortable. And they slide forward enough for me where I don't have to like hunch over the controls or anything like that. And so it works. I don't know what it's going to be like having like two grown men on them, but it'll be fine. What color are they? Black. Okay. They're black with the bar between the legs and you move it to the side and slide it forward. And it has uh, what kind of covering? Like a rubbery material? or? Yeah, it's like a vinyl. Okay. Well, is that acceptable to you? Yeah, I just wanted to know if I could slather myself head to toe in baby oil before I got in that puppy, and it sounds like I'm safe. So, yeah, you're good. Okay. Uh, they actually even have um, a drain in the seat just in case you know you wet your pants and it yeah. just goes, yeah, just goes out the bottom right into the subwoofer. And I've been known to snit it now and now and again, so that'd be perfect. <laughs> we know, we know. So. For anyone who's not yeah. aware, a snit is when you sneeze and accidentally shit at the same time. So <laughs> there's also a cart, uh, which is a cough and a fart. Um, when are we going to get into those snit kits? I thought that was a thing. Yeah, I uh, saw a CJ, I believe, at uh, 
replay games let me know he went to Duluth Trading Company and uh, some prick out there, a uh, brilliant prick, uh, beat us to it. It's a thing you can already get at Duluth. Is it called a snit no, kit? No, so we, we we could corner the market on the branding with that if we trademark okay. snit kit um, and get a good logo. But yeah, that needs to happen. Hmm. Still in the works. Nice. Mm-hmm. So that's what I've been up to. Arcade. Done. <laughs> Nobody will play it with me, really, at this point. I always ask my son, I'm like, hey, you want to come over and play? No, I'm good. I'm playing Fortnite. I'm good. I'm good. And so I sit in there alone and just turn up the sub and let it rumble. So it's my happy place. Nice. Let those fluids drain right out the seat bottom. Ryan, I invited you on Friday and you turned me down. Fast Fridays, my man. You're just like my son. Just like my son. Plus it is retro meetup. Andy, if Friday you want to make too. the trek over, you can sit next yeah, to me. We could we could watch the ent- Turn this every up. Fast and the Furious movie right in there, I'm sure. You can. You can. Yeah. Yes, it's possible. Um, well, Andy, I see you put down some interesting Nintendo news that I caught like minutes before we, yeah. we did this recording. So somebody at Nintendo finally caught on to Mario being in Dreams. <laughs> and they're I had like the exact oh. same thought and what they said what is this shit and then they looked into what the game is and like oh shit we should be doing that so now they're making a dreams ripoff seems like it's maybe a little bit more streamlined just like nintendo stuff usually is but mm-hmm. yes yeah, game builder garage is what this product is going to be called right yeah and it seems like it's i think it's the team that did all the labo stuff Makes sense. So there, uh, and there was some programming stuff in that as well. You could make your own little thing, do different things. So I guess this was kind of a natural way of going to the next step. Um, I found it interesting, though, that it's a $30 game for oh, really? Nintendo, which seems insane. And is it digital only? I kind of get the vibe that it was. But oh, or maybe it be it, physical. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not certain. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of what a lot of programming kind of is turning into is, you know, making interfaces to do different things. Uh, and the pro- the actual programming is all in the background. Um, but it'll be interesting to see how deep it goes. The trailer, it showed a lot of 2D stuff, you know, mm-hmm. um, a lot of that's kind of just just Mario Maker with a different face. But then there was a lot of snippets of almost like WarioWare style mini games which that's cool too but uh i mean the people i feel that want to build something like that are the people that really pursued dreams and they're killing it on uh on that front and they can do a hell of a lot more over there and i don't think it's really paying off over there either but uh yeah, and my concern with that too. Well, you know, I had the same thought. I was just kind of chuckling at it, and some of the comments reading that, you know, people were just like so blown away. I'm like, but this is already a thing. Are you not aware of dreams? Um, to your point, it does seem more streamlined. But where I get nervous is <clears throat> the the key to success and longevity with this is sharing your creations. And if there's one thing Nintendo. <laughs> 
cannot do right. It's anything that involves the internet file sharing or curation. So I'm a little afraid <laughs> for that whole component because it seems like a big component to this, right? Could you, could you imagine spending hours upon hours making a game and then be like, great, have your friends played. Here's your, make sure they have your friend code. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, yeah. Cause like, I can't even safely assume that there will be like a popular games section. I, I can't even trust them to pull that off. You know what I mean? Well, they so, can't even do it with their own eShop. So yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think that might stifle some of the creativity with this because they can't get it to where people can share and have fun with it it's going to be a nightmare um and then i wonder what the scrubbing will look like from nintendo because they always put so much emphasis on like keeping it family friendly i wonder if there's going to be like a delay process to Mm. uploading like if it's got to be reviewed by i don't know I, that, I'm worried about it. I'm, I I I liked what I saw too. I think, like what you said, I think the interface looks way simpler. I, I'm you know I'm guessing they're really trying to get it in younger hands than Dreams could. But yeah, I I think the replayability and the longevity piece is going to be hampered by their no no good uh, internet ideas. Yeah. yeah. It, you know, like when they were doing this type of thing with the cardboard stuff, I think that's a little bit cooler because you can see what your creation became. You know, mm-hmm. you were actually making something happen. You were watching it. Whereas this, it's like you made a game, but now you're just kind of like, I made it now. Enjoy people. <laughs> like, right. Yeah, that's a good point. It's amazing too how much you know as we're talking about this and bringing up Labo, like how much that just hit a wall. Man, that was like a big buzz for like six months, and then fire sales, and it hasn't been brought back up. No, no, shelf space was too much. Yeah, I was gonna say I think for anyone who bought a Labo kit or two, you kind of know why you fell off of it. But it's a fun little project for kids, but it's also a nightmare, and then storing it is all. All of mine are still still in the box. Yeah. <laughs> it's boxes inside of a box. Yeah, my son was asking because he wants to really play Breath of the Wild VR, and I bought that kit pretty early on. And I was like, yeah. I'm like, you can do it. I've got the kit. And he's like, really? And then you know, he's asked me a couple times. He's like, you want to put that together? I'm like, oh, I just don't have the willpower for that today. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. Like, yeah. We'll get to it at some point. But Yeah, I did the robot one, and that took like... Oh, too way too long, and yeah, I don't know. And what do you do with it once it's put together? Uh, my son played with it for about an hour, and it's like, well, this is dumb. You're just walking. It's just it's a robot. <laughs> You're walking with a box on yeah, your head. Just a, the robot moves when you do, so it's like, well, this could just be. I don't know. Yeah, I think the driving one was probably the best overall package, right? But by that point, nobody cared. Yeah. So, go Nintendo. Well, and I'll leave us off on like one last cheery little note, unless somebody else has some something to add. But I found this story hilarious. Um, the uh, athletics pitcher, Oakland Athletics, uh, <laughs> ended up shattering uh, his pinky four hours before starting in a game because he was playing video games and got mad and pounded a desk. And then he tried to just play through it and ended up 
bombing the game for them, giving up like mm-hmm. six runs and five hits. <laughs> yeah, so they pulled him, and he is now officially on like he's on a, he's on a medical bench, uh, and he's like since issued a an apology. He hasn't apologized for his love of gaming. He says he'll continue to game, but he apologized to his team for you know taking them all down. <laughs> so a couple of questions with this: What was the game? I they didn't say. I think that's important. Oh, and it'll be it. the show he's playing himself and he gave up six rounds. <laughs> that would be so funny. That would be that'd be awesome. <laughs> you suck, man. Yeah. I think there was something to it in his like his his apology statement too. He's like, in hindsight, maybe I wouldn't have tried to pitch through it. It's like, well, no crap. <laughs> Probably not great. I love how a lot of pro sports contracts tell you the things that you cannot do. So you cannot go skydiving. You cannot go, you know, deep sea fishing or whatever it is, like all of these things that you can't do. And now, you know, there's going to be a writer that says no video games. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Or at least on Awful. game day. Go to the bar <laughs> no like all the other players. <laughs> right. Smack your spouse around like a real man. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I just, I, I had to chuckle. It was just such a randomly stupid story. And, and, you know, it's funny too, because even in baseball, you know, that injury wouldn't matter to 99.9% of athletes. But when you are the pitcher and that is your throwing hand, kind of a problem. Yeah. That's not good. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. I think he's their best pitcher too, which is <laughs> kind of nuts. Yeah. That sucks. Well, anybody else get any other nuggets for us this week? No nuggets. Um, uh, it sounds like our, from the feedback I got, the uh, PSP game or not was enjoyed by, by the audience. So I've, I've had the request to do that for every console essentially. So I think we'll have to yeah. dust that one back off. So love it. <clears throat> Probably not the NES though. Cause I think that would probably be one that Biff might just, just walk let me away dominate with. somebody. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that'll have to make a return, but well, time to take us out. That's right. This is episode 99. Thank you for listening. That means next episode is going to be episode 100. That's right. A hundred episodes. You've been listening to this crap. And thank you so much for that. Uh, Make sure you're sending us those emails. Let us know your favorite part of the show. Uh, Anything that you'd like us to talk about in episode 100. Any notes of encouragement. Anything that you want to say. Send it our way to weekendrentalpodcast at gmail.com. Make sure you're following us on all of our social media, Twitter, We don't have Instagram. Don't check there. Facebook, (laughs) all of those places. We appreciate that. YouTube, of course. And you can find all things Weekend Rental at weekendpodcast.com. As always, friends, be kind. Rewind. Happy birthday to all those that have a birthday and send postcards. Aw. Bread's done. I got purple hat. Get Joe's bananas. <laughs>